Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Megan. I'm excited today to talk about fitness. This is one of our More Than Mom episodes that we do a couple times a month on Sundays, um, where we talk about stuff that's, like, important to us, which is, you know, it's important to moms to talk about things that aren't about kids all the time. Totally. It's not always about the kids. It's not always. And we talked about our fitness dreams and goals, I would say. What do we call it? A pep talk? No, we did call it a pep talk. The episode title. I feel like for me, it was me like wallowing in. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just we both talked about wanting to get on specifically with weights and weight training this fall, but just get on track with something a little different than what we'd been doing. And I think when we recorded that one, you were jazzed because you had kind of started it and yes. I had not yet. So I was like, mm. yeah, you. Oh, I remember you were like giving yourself another week or something to get into it. And you were just yeah, you were a little dreary yeah, about it, a little yeah. Debbie Downer, but that's okay because now we're going to give an update and I think we've got some we've got some positive stuff to report today. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, we the spoiler alert is we did it, guys. Like we yeah. got ourselves on a regular weight training or wait, I don't is weight training the right word? Like it's uh, like resistance circuit training. training kind of yeah. regimen and we have been doing it and we have things to report. So that's great. We do. That in itself. We've been using um an app and your brother-in-law Mark mm-hmm. is our acting as our virtual distance trainer, mm-hmm. which has been working really well. Um, but you know, like as is customary for me, um, I might just blow everything up. So we'll talk about that. You go in hard, go in hot. And then you decide like, and then I drop things like, like a, you know, a hot potato. So, uh, yeah, I, go, I pick up the hot potato and hold it for about 10 seconds. And then I'm like, ouch. Yeah. So, um, we will talk about that, um, after the break. Sarah, we both know this time of year can be crazy. So this is a great time to get ahead with no prep, no mess meals from our sponsor, Factor. I love how these meals are ready to eat and delivered right to your door. I mean, you can't beat that convenience, but most importantly, they're seriously delicious. Yeah, Megan, I agree. Our whole family was impressed with the quality and flavor of Factor meals we tried. And it turned out to be a great option for my teenagers when they got home late from a theater practice or came home from school super hungry. There's zero prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Factor meals just need to be heated for about two minutes and they're ready to go. Yeah. And for any listeners with wellness goals this month, Factor has six menu preferences to support your lifestyle. Whether you're trying to boost your protein, avoiding meat, or simply focusing on well-balanced meals. And you can pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your lifestyle. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. Head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour50 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. 
Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, so Sarah, I'm going to set the scene. Um, for new listeners and for people who you know didn't hang on our words so closely that they remember exactly what we said back in, I want to say it was end of August, I right? I think that's right, yeah. Okay, so we both knew we wanted to add strength training or some kind of resistance training. I'm going to call it, it's not weight training, it's strength training. We yeah. wanted to add more muscle definition and more of those kind of like large body movements. Um, I think they call them complex okay. exercises where they use more than one muscle at a time. Um, and we just decided to say it out loud yep. to hold ourselves accountable and to get people kind of on board with us. And prior to that, I'm just going to quickly talk about where I was before that. So I had been doing like just going through 2019. I did yoga like crazy up until about March. Then I kind of started walking like four to five miles a day, almost every day, which meant I was doing a lot less yoga because it turns out walking four to five miles takes up a lot of yeah. your day. Um, I did that through June and then it got hot and I did like nothing mm -hmm. for two months. Like well, really... You, you kayaked know. and hiked and backpacked and you're yeah. very active in the summer. But I didn't have like a exercise regimen. I was still walking my dog like a mile, but at day, most days, but it just, it really dropped off in a sort of routine, habitual way. Yeah. Yeah. So I was feeling at loose ends. Yes. How about you? Yes. So I shared and I got some giggles from the listeners that I had like a very admirable workout regimen for a 72 year old woman <laughs> is what I called it. <laughs> Meaning I walked two to three miles at a brisk pace, but not so brisk that I would be out of breaths because usually I was also voxing for work or voxing yep. for fun or listening to a podcast and wandering through the park. Like this was not a super aerobic walk. And it was really probably three days a week, which again, admirable for an older lady. I was really <laughs> feeling like wanting to have strength training be part of it. You are in your early forties. I am turning 40. You just hear all the time that for everything, the mental health, the like hormone balance, the like muscle tone, everything that strength training is just kind of a game changer as we get older. So that was one of my it's not that I didn't enjoy my walks with my dog, but that was one of my big motivations because I knew if something didn't, if we didn't declare this and like really do right. something, I could go another 10 years without really having those kinds of gym workouts in my everyday routine. So well, and the hard, the older you get, the harder they get, the harder it gets to start something like that. And so that becomes an obstacle too, yes, right? Agreed. Yeah. So you were ready for this change because you wanted those lifelong health benefits. I would say the same. And also a lot of the the workouts that I do tend to be, besides yoga, um, I tend to focus on like one part of my body at a time by mm. accident. Mm -hmm. So if I was doing, um, like, for example, my old lame routine that I used to do that was like being on the elliptical. Well, it's basically all lower body. Mm -hmm. um, walking is a great Fit. It's like great for your overall health, yeah. but I didn't feel like it was adding any real definition. And I was walking hardcore a lot for a long time and really didn't see any change or feel. Mm -hmm. I, I felt more, um, I felt more like, I felt like my, it regulated my sleep patterns and my energy mm. was great. And I felt like my body was limber because yeah. I was moving it so much, but it didn't feel like I was getting stronger or really gaining ground. And honestly, I was just getting a little bored and mm -hmm. wanted to try something new. And I think weight training and strength training can be fun. Um, 
So yeah, so we wanted to get started. And then it turned out that a family member of yours yes. was in this unique position position to help us out. So yeah. tell us more about that. Okay, so this is really fun. So, well, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, is a trainer and a gym owner and has been since he's been in our family for like seven years. But they recently relocated from Denver to Kansas City. They're building a new gym um, in Kansas City. And because of the transition, he's been working with a lot of his Denver clients remotely. And when I was out there visiting this summer, he was kind of explaining this to me. And he's in the meantime, building, building up the new business, building out, literally building out a building to be the gym in Kansas City. Um, and he was telling me about how he still trains remotely uh, some of his longtime clients in Denver. So we convinced him <laughs> to set us up with workouts and just like Real briefly, he's a trainer who would normally work with you in a gym and give you workouts. He has an app called Train Heroic that you and I, Megan, downloaded. And actually, your little accountability group, your two besties, also downloaded it, which put us into this like virtual workout group, you, Jenna, Missy, and me, with Mark as our trainer. And it allows him to set up workouts for us. Um, So like they show up on the calendar, you go to the gym, or I go to the gym, you go to Jenna's house. And it tells you what to do that day. And um, we can talk a little more about it later. But like there's little videos if you need to check out like what's the form, like what's my what's correct posture, correct form on this. How many reps do I do? And like any app, I think it took us a little while to get comfortable with it. But once we were, I really enjoy using it. And I really like the ability to like check off what I did and like be done for the day. So we have been we have been using that. We've had no personal contact with Mark. Like he, we, we never had a phone call with him. Actually, I did have a phone call with him at the very beginning so he could kind of learn what we wanted, but it's all happened through the app, but he'll comment and we'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sore. So it's been great. (laughs) Yeah. And he kind of pokes fun at us a little bit because we're all complaining about the same things. I have to laugh because I know that the checking off thing is really important to you. And um, so I do this with Jenna and Missy and Jenna's an Enneagram one. (laughs) I still have to find out what Missy is. I don't know that she's ever actually taken the test. Um, And so I will sometimes because I hate having to pick my phone up between yeah. between reps or sets. I mean, I will check all of them off at the beginning like I did them all, <laughs> except for the last one, because then that ends the workout. Right, right. Or sometimes I'll wait till the end and check them all off at the end. And I will watch Jenna after literally every set hit the little thing so and then get funny. kind of irritated. Like if she can't get it to take or like, yeah, like, like she's she re- just she needs she to really check needs it that. That's yes, so funny. like that's it's just so funny how differently we're all motivated. Yes. Um um, that's been kind of fun to and watch. Do so, you feel like you were, how did you feel about using an app for this in the beginning? And did that change? Cause sometimes you are mobile app averse or change averse. I did not want to download an app. No, I will be honest. I really <laughs> didn't want to. I didn't want one more thing on my phone. I didn't want one more thing I had to check in with. I was kind of thinking, can't we just use printouts or something? But now I can see like, it is nice to, because he does change up the workouts every so often. And it's nice to kind of have an idea of like, I can tell that if we start saying things are easy, because you can at the end rank how hard it mm-hmm. was, um, that it gets a little harder the next time. So mm-hmm. now I think we're a little more judicious. Like before we go saying something is easy, <laughs> do you, we make sure we really mean it. Um, right. And it also exactly. it gives you a little quiz at the beginning, which I like, um, that asks you like, like how your, well you slept, mm-hmm, how's yeah. your soreness level, what's your energy level. And I guess if you were really training hard for something, you'd have access to that data over time. Be like, okay, well today was, or if you were, if you were really working on increasing your amount of weight you were lifting or something, then that, that could be useful. And you were like, wow, that was a, that was a rough workout day, but oh, it makes sense because I slept terrible and I was really sore right. or whatever. So yeah. it kind of collects yeah, totally. your whole, your whole picture. Um, so then let's talk about like what, when, you know, going back in time when we were really starting this, how, what was the plan? How do we intend for the workouts to go the where and the when and all that? Mm-hmm. And then we can jump forward and say, how is it actually happening? Yeah. And, and did it go according to plan? So you go first. Okay. Well, my plan was three days a week. That was the commitment I wanted to make to myself and going to the gym. Cause, and this was funny too, when I was first getting on the horse here, I, I think I said in the episode, or maybe I just said to you offline that it, because I'd just been walking, it felt so easy to walk out my door and that's my exercise. I didn't have to go anywhere in the car and it felt like this hurdle. So the first time I went to the gym, I looked at my clock and I timed it. And it was from being in my house to being on the floor, like with a mat and a towel ready was six minutes. That's not a six minute drive. (laughs) That's like like literally from my house to ready to do the first exercise was six minutes because the drive is like three and and the parking was one and it was two to go in and put my stuff in a locker. So that's just funny. These perceived 
hassles that we have, like, oh, now I got to go somewhere else to do my workout. Six minutes. Anyway, so the plan for me was three days a week at the gym, which is very close by. And timing wise, uh, the plan was to do that first thing after Brian takes the kids to school. So it's not first thing when I wake up, but it's at about 730 when the kids leave for school. So that was the plan. How about you? Okay. Um, so for me, the plan, and I can't remember how much of this I shared on the last episode. I think you guys had just, started. We had started. Yeah. I think so. So, but just in case you didn't hear it, um, I was intending, cause I had also just started this brand new morning routine and I was intending on the workouts happening in my home or maybe at the gym. I do have a gym membership, but it takes me about 10 minutes to get there. And that's in this small town. That's like the furthest yeah. I'm willing to drive to do anything. So, um, I was really intending to do it in my living room when the kids went to school. So it would have been like around 830. Mm -hmm. um, and then I had this conversation with Jenna and Missy where they were really interested in doing something with a trainer and some kind of strength training. And it just worked out that the only time all three of us could do it because of their job schedules was for 545 a.m. Uh, and I was like, why not? And so I jumped in, even though usually I would be very snoozy at, you know, snoozing for another hour and a half at 545 in the morning. So I was getting up. The plan was for me to get up at 530. And at first we talked about doing it every morning. Then we scaled it back to four. So we were doing three workouts with Mark or on the app. Mm -hmm. And then one kind of just like easy day, we would do yoga or something. And then pretty quickly we dropped that because we're like, why are we getting up at 530 to go do a yoga video? Yeah. Like we could do that on our own time. Um, so it pretty quickly became three days a week at Jenna's house in her living room. We have a bunch of different hand weights. We got some yoga mats for the floor work. Um, and her living room isn't huge, but we fit and she's got like built-in benches. It's an older house and she's got all these built-ins. So there was always some place to like prop your leg up mm -hmm. or like do a bench dip or whatever. So it actually worked out pretty well. Um, she does have two dogs and it was hilarious. Sometimes like the little one would want to come play with us while like butt sniffing dogs. I'm um, just picturing yeah, or like <laughs> little Franny. So Franny's what's your breed? Your dog's breed uh, again? Mini golden doodle. So it's like that, but smaller. Okay. So I think it's like one of those doodles, Yeah, but like a smaller kind. And she's adorable, but she's, she was so excited. She's like, oh my gosh, people it's a party. on the floor. It's a party. And then she comes and parks herself on the mat. And so you're trying to do something and she's like licking your face and stuff. Yeah. So that's always fun, but that's kind of what it is. So it's 545 in the morning, Jenna's house with the dog. Let's talk about equipment for a second, because this is a pretty yeah. big difference between what we decided to do. And one thing that was cool about working with a remote trainer who we could talk to about our available equipment. So I go to the gym and there's a couple different options. There's like the big, huge, expansive room with all the machines. And I've never liked um, strength training, like Nautilus style machines. I've never, uh, they confuse me and intimidate me, but there's treadmills and ellipticals in there. And in the back of that room, there's like, like the really big, I guess, weightlifting section back there. And I'm also intimidated by that. And then there's <laughs> this other room, you kind of walk down a hallway and it's perfect for this. I would call it like a circuit training, strength training mm. room. There's a little bit of everything. Um, you can grab a yoga mat. I grab a yoga mat. I grab a towel. I look ahead on the app and I grab whatever free weights. Um, but Mark really set these up mostly to be resistance body weight. So you don't either need nothing or a couple of dumbbells. And so that was that was kind of at more at you guys's request because you were a little more limited in equipment, but it worked for me too, because again, I just want someone to tell me what to do. I, I have, right. I had access to more. So how was that for you guys figuring out like the equipment you needed and how much, you know, how much feedback to give Mark and all that? Yeah. Well, I mean, we started off and we were supposed to buy resistance bands and we didn't, and then we bought them and they were like the wrong ones and they were too tight and they didn't work. And so we ended up just using dumbbells. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a set of eight pounders mm -hmm. that I love because I feel like it's much more challenging than five, but not so much that it blows me out like yeah. 10 often I like does. The, my gym has 7.5s and I, I feel like yeah. I use those a lot. And Mark has given us a lot with the eight pound range. Yeah. Well, I think he probably did because yeah. I, I think I specifically said I have eights. Jenna yeah. and Missy have tens. So typically anything like they usually just use the tens on the same things I use the eights on. Sometimes I'll also hold a two if I feel like it's too easy. Okay. Um, so they have like little two, uh, Jenna has at her house, like a couple little two pound dumbbells and three pound dumbbells and five. So sometimes we all trade around and like, we just make it work mm -hmm. however we have to. Um, we didn't end up getting kettlebells yet, but I think we will. Like, mm -hmm. I really see the benefit of having a kettlebell. Um, a lot of the things that we would do with like, holding two weights can be very awkward mm -hmm. when you're trying to dip like any, like, um, like a deadlift or mm -hmm. a, a squat where mm -hmm. you're trying to get the, it's just, 
it's so awkward to try to hold two yeah. weights close to your body like that. Um, and then that would allow us to go up a little heavier without, you know, having to buy a bunch more dumbbells. Yeah. Cause I'm pretty happy. Like I, I have felt as though the eights are plenty hard for almost everything I do. And I've had to bump up a couple of times, but not as many as I would think. Yeah. And I so. think it's, it's probably because the type of workouts these are is like, I, I find it's like a balance of keeping your heart rate up. Like we're not resting mm-hmm. a whole bunch. You're moving relatively no. quickly through reps and sets. And so it's not necessarily about the most amount of weight. It's more about like the sequence of exercises without a whole lot of stopping so that your heart rates up, you're a little bit tired. And then a a lot of, a lot of using your own, you know, body planks and squats. Oh no, no, no. We haven't had to do wall sits in a bit. I know they went away. They're going to come back. I think I paid, I paid Mark on the side to make them go away. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) We would all just be like sitting there, you know, at five, by this time it's probably five 59 in the morning squat, like sitting against the wall going, this sucks, this sucks, this sucks. Like we were, (laughs) and one of us will always have the time and keep, you know, keep the time. And so like some of us like to call off every 10 seconds. Some, I don't like to look until like the very end. I don't really like to know that I've got 30 seconds left or whatever. So I would wait or I'd call it off in like really random times, like 17 seconds left. So that's always fun. I I don't think I ever made it to a full minute. I think we were assigned 60 second wall sits and I never, I think we were. I think, no, I mean, really, you never made oh, it. Oh no, maybe, I, I don't think I can maybe, do it. <laughs> I think maybe you were probably like really trying a lot harder than me. So I, because what I started to realize is if I started too low, I would start slipping, and yeah. then I was like on the ground, almost like in a squat. So I was starting like my legs were not at a perfect ninety oh, degree. So I, I was, I was in a be. in a true chair, and I could yeah. not do more than thirty seconds. And then when we first started, I could do like. 15, 20 seconds. I think I worked up to 30. I never Mine got were, Yeah. That. Mine were probably, my legs were probably, I mean, they were almost, but they were just a little, they were just a, like an inch further than 90 degree angle. And then I would kind of try to keep my butt high enough so that when I started to slip, I would wind up in the chair, with my butt yeah. in the, but it just, it still was a low chair, yeah. you know, like, yeah, it was hard. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, so and the other thing I was gonna say when you were talking about the gym, one thing I do wish that my gym had the setup like you're describing, and this has been a consistent problem for me. Um, at a couple of gyms I belong to, I feel like they put all the like the free weights and the machines and the dumbbells are kind of all in one place, mm-hmm. and so I never really feel like there's a good place for someone using dumbbells to go. Mm. Like there's always someone on a machine in yeah. that spot or like someone is with their free weights in that spot. And it's like, it's just, it feels awkward to be with all these beefy guys that are lifting hundreds of pounds. Yeah. And I'm like holding eight pound dumbbells and trying to find a spot yeah, that's, in the mirror. That's it's the just, one area, yeah. the one area that I don't go in my gym. And that's why I'm really glad they have this other room, which I think is kind of a multi-purpose. I think they use it for small group training. They use it. It has those, um, T- are they called TRX? Yes. Um, yeah. Those things. I really like those. Yeah. Punching bags. It's got mm-hmm. lots of the Bosa balls and the blocks for um, like jumping up and like, yeah, it's just kind of a mixed, um, like maybe a CrossFit type room, you might call it. Now, a lot of the workouts that Mark has programmed for us also um, call for a foam roller and we don't yes. have foam oh. rollers, nor is there room in Jenna's house. I highly recommend you get yourself to a foam roller. It so really I do helps. love them, Yeah, but like, we're not going to have three sets of foam rollers yeah. in her house. There's just not room. So what we, we just kind of fake it. Like there's other, ex- like there's ways to modify even those exercises, I think. And those were more for, them. those were more warm up and stretching. Right. I wouldn't say exactly. that they're not strength, strengthening, strengthening. Yeah. Um, but they, they, I do look forward to them. Me and the foam yeah. roller. <laughs> well, and I've, I've had dates with foam rollers before yeah. um, and they've been mutually beneficial. I think, well, I don't know how the foam roller feels about it. <laughs> well, and that's the other thing about, because I am such a, if it's on a list, I'll do it. Um, I know the importance of stretching for sure. That's one of my motivations for wanting to kind of do this, but having the stretches built into a couple of those workouts, like now you are going to roll out your hip flexor. Now right. you're going to, that really helped me because I can just, for stretching, I can just kind of lie there and like do the same three things. And so mm-hmm. even with stretching and like kind of release type stuff, it helped to have someone tell me what to do. Well, because also by the time you get to the end of a workout, you're done and yeah. you're mentally already moving on to the next thing. Yeah. And maybe your morning is busy. So yeah. like, it's really hard sometimes to force yourself to do something that isn't on a list or that hasn't been expressly said. Right. 
here's what you do. Otherwise, yeah, you just Otherwise, you like, don't oh. get to get to the end of this app. It won't, <laughs> you can't like advance to the next screen. Exactly. You have so to, funny. yeah, you either have to check off that you did it and lie or just like, <laughs> or just roll on past it. And I actually remember the, um, the three of us having a conversation like in the beginning where I was like, okay, well, we're not going to do this one because we don't have the foam rollers. And we're all like, what do we do? Do we say we did it? Will we like get in trouble? And I was like, well, it won't let me move on. So I'm just going to say I did it. And I don't know if we might've no figured funny. out a way to to get around that. But <laughs> all right. Well, it's been fun to hear about, I mean, like what your scenario looks like. Cause we've talked about it a little bit, but I didn't know that like about the room and yeah. stuff that you're using, but now we want to talk about, you know, like how it's really gone. So we had these ideas of how it was going to happen. And then we know life gets in the way sometimes and things don't always work out just like you thought. So Okay, Megan, like many of our listeners, I'm sure I've been doing some spring cleaning in my closet lately, and it always feels so good to get rid of clothes I'm not wearing, things that don't fit or that aren't my style anymore. But you know what I realized? All of my Vionic shoes are always in the keep pile. They just tick all the boxes. They're cute, comfy, high quality. They last forever. And I love growing my Vionic collection, especially with the latest styles from their Vionic Vitals collection. The Vionic Vitals collection offers daily wear styles designed for elegance, comfort, and versatility. We both love the Uptown Loafer, which collapses flat, so it's perfect for travel. The Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, which I know you love, Sarah. The Walk 23 Classic Sneaker, which our team member Katie gets compliments on all the time. And the Willa Slip-On Flat, one of my favorites, which comes in 12 colors for any outfit. Yeah, I need to uh, get the Willa Slip-On Flat. That's next on my list. Well, listeners, if you're ready to try the shoes we're always raving about, use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya Vitamins have loved them which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay. So we both started these workouts um, in early September. I think actually for me, the day we're recording this, it's been literally exactly two months. I want to say I started on this day. And I think it took me another little while to get going regularly. I can't remember why, but yeah. I mean, it wasn't least, too much been, longer. Yeah, though. it's been at least like eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's, you know, that's long enough for something to either become a habit or become something, you know, you don't want to be a habit. Mm -hmm. Like there's lots of, like a lot can happen in two months and you can start to see results and all kinds of things. So let's give an update about how things have gone and then what we think the future holds. And let's start with this question. Is anything going better than expected? Just let's start on a positive note. Okay. So why don't you go first? Okay. So I was actually surprised by how much energy I had first thing in the morning and have had. Um, the workouts themselves are more fun than I expected. I am not a morning person. I really thought I was going to be like, I'm not one of those grumpy morning people. I'm just one of those. I don't actually wake up mm -hmm. people. So I've been pleasantly surprised by well, the alarm goes off at 530. It's not that hard to get up. Um, and by the time I get to Jenna's house and we start 15 minutes later, because I'm literally rolling out of bed at 530. Like, it's not like I'm waking up at five and easing in. Mm -hmm. Um I, I have good energy. Like mm -hmm. most days on the little, on the app, when it asks you your mood, I'm usually a four or a five mm -hmm. out of five and my energy levels are good. And then it's really fun to see Jenna and Missy. Like they're very busy during the school year. So mm -hmm. we often don't see each other very much, um, especially in the fall. And so this has been just kind of this built in best friend time, which has really been fun. And 
we play fun music and we laugh a lot. Like we all just, you know, we think it's funny to say swear words when things are hard and stuff like that. And <laughs> so it's just, that's been really fun. And then the nice thing about having like a routine like this is that it's not terribly long. It's like 30 minutes beginning to end. And then especially with the early morning, it's just done. Like mm-hmm. it's out of the way. Sometimes I'll get to noon and be like, whoa, when, did, when was that today that I worked out? <laughs> it feels like two days ago. So those have been some things that were just pleasant surprises. Yeah, I love that. I love thinking about you guys and your camaraderie in the morning because mine so far is so solo. Um, Okay, so on the positive side for me, I feel very comfortable going to and using my gym now. And I had really been out of that for a good year. And even before I had a very different gym routine. So the last time I was going to the gym regularly, first of all, I was using it in part for the childcare. So I would take little Violet who was not in school full time yet, put her in the check her into the childcare, which, you know, takes time. So remember my whole, like hang up thinking this whole thing was like a hurdle. Part of it is because it used to be, I used to have a preschooler with me, have to take her, drop her off, sign her in, then go to the locker room, put my stuff away then go upstairs. And at that time I was doing more cardio type stuff. And then often I would come down and sit in the cafe and catch up on emails or work for a little bit, then go get Violet. So no wonder this seemed like this big project in my mind. Well, so now the new way, which is in and out the six minutes door to door and the 35 minute workout, um, I have been pleasantly surprised at how easy that feels. Um, the driving, the parking, it seems to be a really good time of day. So I get there before, um, going to generalize here for a second. The moms who drop their kids off at the elementary school and then go straight to the gym for a class, which that's mm-hmm. not a bad generalization. There just is a lot of them. There are a lot of them. I have been them. Yep. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, because my husband takes my kids to school and that and our school starts a little earlier than just the neighborhood public school, those moms aren't there yet. They probably don't get there till maybe 8, 10, 8, 15 and I'm getting there more like 740. So it doesn't feel crowded. And, um, I think one thing that's, I've just felt good about is, um, in the first couple of weeks, I felt awkward in that room. Like some, there's some big weightlifting people in there. There's some very athletic, like very serious workout people in there. And so of course I felt a little bit like, I don't know how to do this or I'm doing the wrong thing, or I'm looking at my phone so much. Cause I'm getting used to the app. And that just all fell away after you know, a week and a half, two weeks. So maybe five or six workouts. And I don't worry about what those people think. And I don't worry about taking up the space that I need. And I go in and I lay out my stuff. And so that has been a pleasant surprise. I just feel, I feel very comfortable and like confident in going to the gym. And that hasn't always been the case. I think for a lot of women, that is actually a major hang up. You know what I mean? Yes, Cause you're, really, really you're is, taking yeah. up space and you don't know if you're doing things right or like, if you're watching you yes yeah exactly so that has been really good I would highly recommend whether someone uses an an app um, trainer or not to do like one or two orientations as a trainer because there really is something about having like an expert walk you through this stuff not just like like that particular gym even like just Mm -hmm. understanding how the routine is and how people and then watching the way like they kind of guard you almost in a way. Mm -hmm. And then behind them, you can kind of observe how things are going around you and what the protocols are. And I think maybe they're a little different in every gym because I've seen things play out a little bit differently. And then just knowing you're like, just feeling like you're like, have a right to be there, which sounds so silly. Yes, But like, it's it's hard to feel that way. That's exactly it. And the other thing I'd recommend, even if you do that, I think you have to go more than like three times. I think you have to go six to eight times to start to feel like part of the... Part of the furniture. Is that from a yeah. song somewhere? Uh, uh, it's from Oliver. Yes, thank you. Um, Don't sit yes. yes. Part of the furniture. <laughs> so like like you belong there. So if you've yeah. only gone two or three times and you're still feeling that way, I would say push through because the workouts get better when you are less worried about what you look like or like if yes. you're in the right place, then you can actually focus. So that's been a pleasant surprise. And then actually using the app and having just a little bit. So you have the true camaraderie of your friends and the true accountability group. Um, I've been doing it by myself, but I have enjoyed like there's just that little bit of interaction we have on the app. So we can put a comment after we do a workout like, whoa, that was a hard one. And we can like yes. virtually like fist bump each other through the app. And that has been just the right amount for me. I didn't really want or need group fitness. I've, I think I talked on the last episode about how I also kind of want to be by myself when I'm working out because mm-hmm. I'm around, you know, I'm an introvert. And so this is just the right amount, but I, it's fun to check in. It's fun to see the little comments in the group. So that's been, that's been pleasantly surprising too. I think we talked actually a lot about group fitness and we both had like a lot to say about it. <laughs> Mine was mostly negative, And I think it was all about 
for me, it was all about like not wanting to be, um, the dynamics of a big group are tough, mm-hmm. I think. And then it's like, it creates sort of a pressure in one way that I don't love. And then your, your comment about when like all the moms get to the gym, mm-hmm. I remember really being uncomfortable when I, and I used to be one of those like, like in that group, but then I felt also more obligation to have like a social life yes, at the gym. Yes. And I really didn't like that. Like I was there to get in and get out and, and do the workout. I was not there to socialize. I wasn't there to walk around chatting and I would, and that's cool. Like I, I get why that's a thing. Um, but I really hated being there at that time of day. So it didn't last very yeah. long for me when yeah. I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have that, that nice early morning thing. Yeah. It's great. Yep. Um, so let's talk about results really quick, because I know that's for me, that is kind of a neutral right now. It's neither good nor bad. Um, I know they're there. Like the workouts do get easier, especially when we repeat the same workout over time. I can tell the second time I do it, it's easier than the first, et cetera. But I don't see results. And I find there's like this constant tension in my mind when it's an activity I don't love doing just for the sake of doing it. Like sure. I find weight training pretty fun or strength training pretty fun, but it's not like, wow, it's getting me out of bed in the morning to go do this thing. So I want to know something is happening. But then I also know that to put in the kind of work it would take to see like major results. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm not willing to do that. And then I start obsessing about how I look, which is not a good place to be. So I don't know. I'm, I'm working on that in my head. Um, I have some kinds of exercise are that way and some aren't go ahead. Um, I was going to ask, so first of all, what did you have specific results goals in mind when you started? Like with, I, I didn't. So this is funny. I actually spent a bunch of time Googling like things that were like impossible Google statements, things like (laughs) strength training, how fast results inches lost or something like that. Like, cause I don't really know what to look because it's so in, it's so individual. Like some people will see definitions. Some people will see um, inches come off. Some won't. And so that's the, yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know that I had any real goals. Okay. But I didn't know how to set them because you didn't know what to expect. So you didn't have a weight loss goal necessarily or an inches or what about, I'm just curious if you've ever done, um, like, uh, like stood on a scale that measures body fat. Not that, not that that needed to be your goal, but I know that like that muscle mass, muscle mass and, and body fat percentage, which for women, like, I think that you probably would have seen a pretty, a a noticeable difference, even if your weight or inches but you're converting, I mean, you're building muscle. So my gym doesn't have one. I don't own one. My friend Katie owns a very fancy one mm-hmm. where like there's an app with it. Yeah, we have that and when too, I, but I don't use it. When that. I lived a couple doors down from her, I used to actually go over and use hers all the time because I just thought it was so cool. But I mean, I'm not going to drive across town to go use my friend Katie's scale and I'm probably not going to invest in one. Yeah. So no, I don't. I do think that that would be because when I was, even when I was working with a trainer before, um, the trainer would take measurements every so often just yeah. because I think they were supposed to. And I was working out really hard and I never saw inches go down or up. They just kind of, they just kind of stayed the same. Like, and, right. and I could tell I was getting stronger and stuff. So I also think, you know, for a, like a woman approaching midlife, mm-hmm. her body is just going to change differently. And I'm probably not like probably wanting to see it in the mirror is not the right approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure just getting stronger is, should be enough. But I, I find that for me, like, it doesn't feel like enough unless I already love what I'm, I also love what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so for example, when I was walking all the time, I didn't care if it made any difference in my body because I just liked it. Cause you enjoyed it. Sure. Cause I enjoyed it. And when I was doing yoga, I actually found, I stopped thinking about how I looked like at all. Like I didn't like my body did not feel any more like a thing that people were looking at. It was completely functional, which is a really weird. That is really interesting shift. Yeah. But like, I would think of my body in terms of how much better my down dog was getting rather than how the muscles looked when I wore shorts or something, you know? So I just think maybe I have some skewed expectations because people talk about strength training and circuit training and how then you'll burn fat so much faster and you'll get this sculpted body. And that stuff is sold to us so much yeah. that I think you start to internalize it and think it's going to happen. And then if it doesn't, you're like right. disappointed, even though logically, you know, that's dumb. Well, and like a huge part of what we did was go from zero to something. And so right. that is really good. Again, like adjusting, ad- adjusting, like where the gold stars are given right. out. I feel like going from doing none of this to doing some of it is really good. And maybe some of that, some of those goals happen 
at the next level. Whether it's yeah. 45 minute workouts instead of 30. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And, and, and you're probably right. And then that's where it just becomes to me like, is the goal just to do something three times a week and feel fine with that? Or is it to see these results? And I don't know. Maybe I just don't really know what the answer is. Yeah. Um, what about you? Are you noticing or seeing So I think the, changes? the biggest results I see and, and saw after about, I would say, two to three weeks is how much easier. It was hard. I'm not very strong, just naturally. I just, I feel like I'm not. And so I feel like the workouts were really hard the first couple of weeks. Um, and I remember I texted you that one day I went without eating first. Um, and I, oh, I always yeah. used to go on my morning walks without, I would often have my smoothie when I got back, but I hadn't tried these types of workouts and keep in mind, they were a lot harder. Like I, they were really hard for me in the beginning and I had no food in my stomach, um, and not enough water. And what I had a glass of wine the night before whatever. And I was like, I'm dying. I can't get through this. So I think for me, the first results I saw was just that it went from being very hard to moderately hard. And I went from being so sore. Brian and I call it fall down the stairs sore, which is when you stand at the top of the stairs and you think it might hurt less to just pitch yourself down and fall than to walk down the stairs. That's like, that's when you're at that level of sore. And I was really sore on and off because we'd change up the workout. So I'd be sore in different ways for a couple of weeks. And so I, to me, that feels like results. Even if I can't see it, I know it is because I'm doing the same types of workouts and they just feel that much easier. I can go lower in my squats. I can, you know, I can just do these things without feeling like it's the hardest thing in the world. So that's one thing. Um, in terms of visible results, I have this body where I show muscle definition and leanness on my upper body really fast, almost like to a bizarre degree. Um, like my whole life, I, if I'm fit, I'll get comments on it. And then I'm like, Oh wait, like I'm, it's just a little, it's almost weird how quickly, cause I'm not actually very strong. I just show definition and on my lower body, not at all. Like I, I don't have well-defined calves or legs. It doesn't matter how strong my legs are. They don't look muscular. So that's just my body type. And so I have had a few people come up to me when I'm wearing tank tops and be like, you've been in the gym. I'm like, uh, yeah, I have. It's, it is kind of funny. Um, and, and flattering. I mean, it's, it's nice, I guess. Although I, I feel like it's disproportionate to like, I'm not really lifting a ton of arm weights. I just, right. that's just how, how my body shows it. So I, I do see it. I see it there. And I'm, I'm like the opposite. So for me, it's all in my legs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I will say like, I, a couple of times I'm like, are my calves more defined? But I really wasn't going from zero. Like I really have been doing a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Like I took them the summer basically off, but I also might have been expecting mm, bigger changes because I would have, I expected the strength training to be so different from what I was doing before that it would affect me in a different way. And I really have to think back and go, Oh wait, I've been actually been very active. Mm -hmm. So like this wasn't like, it was never more than moderately hard for me. So maybe that's, maybe it'll just take longer and probably I'll plateau faster and have to like bump it up Mm -hmm. to really notice something noticeable. That makes sense. That makes sense. I have a question about results before we move on. Have you noticed any, do you notice any difference in sleep or eat eating, sleeping or eating patterns since you've been doing this? So, um, I would say mm, everything changed because I started getting up early. Right. So it's not really fair to yeah. answer that question. Yeah. Um, had I, but to compare it to like the last time I was doing an intensive exercise program, um, just in a more normal then yes, my, everything was better. My sleep was better. My mm-hmm. energy patterns were better. I was also trying to do intermittent fasting, um, which is, And I say was because I've kind of like over the last two weeks kind of let that go. But which is when you like pick a time window that you eat and one that you don't Mm -hmm. eat. And for women, I see it recommended anywhere from 12 to 14 or 15 hours that you don't is your don't eat window, Mm -hmm. which is actually really easy for me, except not when I'm getting up at 530. Right. Right. Because then like, you know, if I if I have my last bite of anything at seven, say that means I can't eat until nine mm-hmm. the next day. And I've been awake for four and a half hours mm-hmm. by that point or three and a half hours by that point. And that's really hard for me. So, um, all of those things going together was a little weird. And I think, so I don't think I could judge it. How about yeah. you? No, you? I just think in general, when I'm being physically active, I make better food choices. So it's like, oh, it's yeah. an upward and, and that's just true across the board. Um, I haven't, you don't want to ruin it. Yeah. That, <laughs> you know? And like, I feel like almost my hunger is different. It's like a purposeful mm-hmm. hunger. 
So yeah. Yeah. But again, this is also taking place in the fall, getting back to routine where I feel like we were getting yeah. back to healthy eating anyway. So I'm not sure. And then sleep. I don't think I'm working hard, working out hard enough to get the, like the really endorphin spike in terms of mood and mental health and like the really solid sleep at night. I'm a pretty good sleeper anyway, but I haven't noticed sleep changes since we've been doing this. I don't think I, I don't think I'm working out hard enough for that. And for me, and we'll get into this in a little bit, the, the one thing that didn't happen that I was hoping would happen is, um, that getting to like eight o'clock at night and feeling like so ready for bed, that really good feeling when you just get in bed and you're just like appropriately tired. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you can probably read a chapter in your book and then you're just going to go night night. And Mm -hmm. I, that did not happen to me, unfortunately, which has actually made this really hard. Mm -hmm. So let's get into, um, obstacles. Okay. Cause that's like the next thing. Right. So um, you go first, though. Anything that you've like, have there been unexpected obstacles or obstacles you did expect? And have you like learned anything about that? Do yeah. you think you'll change things? Well, know. one thing um, I don't know if this is an obstacle, but just something that was like on the negative side is I have had less time to walk the dog and be out in nature. And I really enjoy that. So I guess like for me, the solution, I would really need to say I am a person who exercises six days a week. Three of those are strength mm-hmm. training and three of those are outside walking. And I, I haven't done that. I haven't said that, it, you know, the way I am, if I declare it and I put it on the calendar, I'm pretty accountable to it, but I haven't, I've just sort of set this three day a week thing. And it's meant that I haven't been walking outside. And that's been kind of a little bit of a bummer. Um, uh, two mornings a week, I could potentially be taking the kids to school and, and volunteering in the school library. It shouldn't be both. It should be probably one or the other. But for a few weeks there, it was both Mondays and Fridays, which only left Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to work out, which just didn't leave any buffer room. It meant I had to go to the gym, all three of those. And what that meant was I had several weeks where it was two days and not three. I did not. I, mm. I do not get an A plus for like sticking to the three day a week commitment. There were several weeks that were two. And the good news is I just kept going. And the next week I would mm-hmm. try for three again. And a few times I went on the weekend more than once. I, Brian and I would go together on the weekend because I was trying to get that third day. So it's not, it wasn't a total failure, but the, the absence of two weekday mornings as an option kind of uh, cut into that a little bit. Um, and then I, one thing I notice now that we've been doing it a while is I definitely feel like the workouts are getting a little easier and I'm pushing myself a little less hard. I felt like I was mm. my own trainer cause I was so gung ho in the beginning. And now I really see how the benefit of either some peer pressure with other people around you or an actual physical trainer there to like yell at you when you're being lazy. Um, <laughs> so I can see how that would start to become, it's just starting to become not an obstacle, but it's an obstacle to like true performance on the, like within the workout. Like I am able to slack off a little bit and that's no good. So let me ask you something about the um, three, you know, skipping one or missing one. I, I feel like you're the kind of person and maybe I'm wrong about this, but are you usually the kind of person where if you, don't do the thing you said you were going to do exactly. There's temptation to throw the whole thing away. Sometimes. Like, yeah. I could yeah. be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've been surprised by how much I've been like that. Like how a couple times when I've had a hard morning and that's not usually me. Um, and I'm wondering if it's because I'm doing it with other people and I feel like I either need to be all in all the time mm-hmm. for their sake, or I should just get out of the way. Like mm-hmm. there's definitely been a couple times when it, for whatever reason, like the five thirty thing was just not going to happen mm-hmm. for me. And then when I would bail, I would feel start to get almost this like anxiety. Like I should just kick, I should just stop the whole thing Mm. because now they're waiting for me and I'm not coming. And like, there's like all this, not guilt isn't the right word, but definitely some anxiety around it. So I've been kind of dissecting that a little bit. Well, and I, I really did want to push through these first like six weeks. So I think I was fairly gentle with myself. Like if I missed one, I'd just do it again the next week. Um, once or twice I, got to the gym and still just wasn't feeling it for some reason. And I, I let myself just get on the treadmill, go for a brisk walk and then stretch. And that's like, that's good for me to be like, okay, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It could just be a modification. So, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, and that's good. And I think that I tend to let myself off the hook to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) so not, and that's not always true, but there are times when I do that. It's like, well, I can always do it later or I'll, you know, this is my, this is my thing to decide. So I'm going to rebel against the structure. And this time around, I've really felt, um, like more, I don't know, more committed to the structure, which is good and bad committed and (laughs) accountable. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, okay. So then here's my obstacles. I have a whole bunch. (laughs) Here they are. The nature thing. Yeah. I went for a hike the other day on a Sunday and it felt so good. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like I have not walked out in nature besides now the really kind of, uh, I don't even know, perfunctory walk I take the dog on Mm -hmm. that's like to the kids school and back. It's Mm -hmm. hardly anything. Sometimes I go a little further and it might be almost a mile, but it's nothing like I was doing before. And I don't go down by the beach and Uh, But this time I was out in the woods and I was like, oh, it feels so good. And I just haven't been doing it. There's just not time. Um, So that's something I I need to figure out a way to incorporate in a more regular way. And that's challenging here also because of the weather. Yeah, it's just getting crummy. Um, The soreness. So mine has been a little unpredictable. Um, I definitely think that by the time I get to like week three of the same workout, it's becoming super manageable, but like sometimes there'd be one workout that out of the blue just kicks my butt Mm -hmm. literally. And I'm really wanting to get back into yoga because that's another thing I completely let go of. Um, and it's really hard to do a yoga class when your thighs and butt are quivering and shaking and you can't hold a lunge. Like that's really hard to do. So, so those are two things that I think are, can be dealt with. Like, I think I can probably just talk to a yoga instructor and say, Hey, I know you probably strength train sometimes. Like, what do you recommend? Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest problem has been the early mornings. And here's the weird thing. Like they were great at first. Yeah. I remember and, you were like, yeah. I'm a morning person. I know. And it, because by the time I got like my shoes on and got in the car, but literally by the time I got inside Jenna's house. So we're talking 10 minutes. I just made sure that I used my light up alarm. I didn't use uh, my phone at all because that is so easy to snooze. And mm-hmm. my light up alarm doesn't allow me that, to do that. And I didn't take any time. It was like alarm goes off. My feet hit the floor and it was going great. Um, I was up like awake, laughing, joking, jumping up, doing butt kickers mm-hmm. and high knees and like having a great time with my hair and a high pony, like really doing well. But then I would get home. <laughs> at 6 30 mm-hmm. and it's another hour before I have to do anything like no one needs to be up and so I would find myself dragging then and sometimes I'd power through that um which would usually mean caffeine and then I would start dragging as soon as Clara went off to school and then I could power through that I never really got past the feeling of dragging like getting up was no problem mm-hmm. but it was then I just had this like I was just fighting my energy patterns yeah, all I was just the rest of the say, day. You just were probably, there's something so uh, innate in you that just yes. like it was off. Yeah, it was off. And so then um, I would do things like I'd be sitting in a meeting and thinking like, I am not sharp. I'm not, yeah. I'm not functioning on all cylinders right now. So that was kind of like, that was on my mind. And I thought, well, maybe if I just do this a little longer, I'll get used to it, blah, blah, blah. Well, then about three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, I started randomly waking up at four in the morning, sometimes three 30. And I would have so much anxiety knowing that I had to be up another hour and a half that I couldn't go back to sleep. So then, I mean, then it was even worse. And it wasn't like I was, first of all, I can't go to bed at eight. Like that doesn't work in my house when my kids, first of all, no matter how tired I've been all day, I am not going to be tired at eight. Like that's, it doesn't happen. I can get in bed at nine. It's hard for me to fall asleep before nine 30 or 10, unless it's like a one time, you know, yeah. once like it might happen once, but, but then I'll get up. It's not going to yeah. be consistent. So um, by the time I got to bed, 10, 10, 30, 11, then I'd wake up five hours later and then I was just up and I would try really hard to go back to sleep and then couldn't. And then finally I would just give up the ghost and go work out and get back and then lay back down and sleep for two hours. So it, it was just messing mm-hmm. literally everything That's like up. working out in the middle of the night, basically. It, actually, yes, <laughs> totally what it was like. And be, it, and sometimes I'd laugh about that. It's like, I'm like, it's not that I got up early. I just got up in the middle of the night, worked, worked out, out, went back to bed. It would be like me working out at like 2 a.m. Yes, yeah. it, that's exactly how it started to feel. And the more I felt bad about like the mornings, like the more I felt, I got all in that anxiety cycle about like waking up too early and all that stuff. And one morning I just texted the group and said, guys, I can't, like, I have to go back. It's, it was 4.45 and I said, I'm laying here, like clutching my blanket, trying to sleep. Aww. And I can't because I know I only have 45 minutes left and I can't do this. Like I have to take a break. So I took the whole week off. Then we all got together on Saturday and did the hard one. Okay. So just this last Saturday. And then I haven't been back this week and it's Wednesday. So I don't know what I'm going to do. Like I, my sleep is 
is regulating itself. I'm still waking up really, like really early. A lot of them, um, a lot of mornings, but then I can get myself back to sleep because I know I don't have to get up. So I just lay there for half an hour and I fall back to sleep. Um, I want to continue to do it. I just don't, I just don't know that the early mornings are going to work. And I feel like a failure to say that. Like, cause I was so like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the different person than yeah. I thought. And like that I thought I could be when I did it. And it was not like any lack of effort or desire on my part. It's just literally my body is, is rejecting it. Like it won't, it so will not cooperate. Is and that, I have to sleep. Could you do the plan where you do it um, in your own house at like 830 in the morning? Mm-hmm. I could do that. And I probably will. I have to go over to Jenna's. Like I haven't wanted to give up. Yeah. So I, all my stuff is still at her house. Yeah. And, I'd have to go get it back and bring it here. And then I suppose like if it worked out for us to do it on a Saturday, we still could, mm-hmm. you know, and that was great last weekend. We did it and then we went and got um, that. We went right from there to yoga, um, like a really nice stretchy class, nice. which was great because we all needed it. And then we went and got coffee and then went, so we just had like a nice day of it. But um, I think I just need to remove that. I just, I think I have enough obligation in my life and mm-hmm. I think I just need to remove that as a, uh, a motivating factor mm-hmm. for me because it's not working mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. So yeah, like I do still want to do, like, I really like the strength training. And I think even if I was just doing two of them a week, um, on top of like now doing yoga two or three times a week again, like, I think I would feel good and it would be a nice way to balance everything out. Yeah. But right now I'm still trying to figure out how that's going to look. So it's kind of a weird place to end it. Cause you know, like the end of the story is I did it, it was successful and then it wasn't. <laughs> Well, or know. then you're just recalibrating for the next phase. You in is you in particular, but all of us, like you need novelty, you need a yeah. project. And so this was a project and a project may have a natural conclusion, but that doesn't mean that you're back to where you started. It just means you're yeah. starting from a different place and you're, you know, reorienting your project. Yeah. And, and I will say like when we were preparing for this episode, um, I looked back and I was like, wow, I got so down on myself. And I think this is very common because I really didn't work out for a couple months. Like basically July and August, I didn't do much mm-hmm. of anything except for, you know, I did uh, go on a camping trip where I hiked 35 miles. Kind yeah. of forgot about that. But, you know, I wasn't going to classes. I wasn't yeah. going to the gym and I wasn't really doing my like super intense thing. And I just got like, like to me, that felt like I had failed or like mm-hmm. I'd fallen off the wagon. But then when I look back over the last decade, I've really been very consistent about making something Mm -hmm. like some kind of movement, a part of my life. It's just never consistently the same thing for very long. Mm -hmm. Like I'll do something for a little bit and then I move on to a different thing and then I move on to a different thing. And so, you know, maybe I just need to like give myself a break and some grace about this because I think I actually have been doing a lot to keep myself healthy over the long term in the big picture. So all that effort does count. I'm not starting from zero. I'm just not doing the same exact thing forever. And if you, it's kind of like how I don't fold pajamas. And once I just declared <laughs> myself to be someone who doesn't fold pajamas, then I stopped right. feeling like a pile of pajamas was a failure. Like right. you are not someone who sticks with the same workout routine for more than 90 days. That is right. not the, that is not the person you are. So it is right. not a failure. It's like, what is, what's up for the next 90 days? Like in that right. time, you like also started a musical when you were dancing on stage. Like <laughs> that's true. you, like that. you went on a solo backpacking trip. You got super into kayaking. You did a 60 day yoga challenge. Like the pattern is clear. The pattern is that there is no consistent pattern. That is, yeah, that, that is actually the is true. And that makes me think about things like signing up for classes um, that are short, like short lived. Mm-hmm. And maybe that would take some of that pressure off because then someone else tells me the class is over. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, that's if I true. sign up for like a six to eight week, like um, they have a lot of those like body pump classes mm-hmm. and stuff. If I just did something like that. Then it comes to an end. And then it's like, I can either choose to re up, mm-hmm. but I don't have to because it's done. Right. And you're like, just telling yourself, is this is not my new way of life. Like this is not right. the new way Megan works out. This is the way Megan works out for the next eight weeks. And then right. there will be something else. I mean, I actually kind of in a weird way envy that because I'm so consistent. I can just fall into patterns where I'm telling myself that I have a fitness routine. But really, that fitness routine is has a very slow creep down into almost nothing. But because I'm consistent about it, I'm telling myself that it's valuable. Right. At least you're yeah. changing things up and you get a new burst of 
kind of energy each time. So every time. Yeah. Well, what do you think then is that how that how is that going to look for you when I mean, you're going to be 40 soon? I am going to be 40 in I mean, we should start counting weeks going to be moving like. through our 40s together. <laughs> like, you know, going into our mid 40s and beyond, like what then what is that going to be for you? I'm just curious. Yeah. So if my if my solution is look at it quarterly. Yeah. I could almost say that, you know, then what's yours? So I think what I would like to think and, and shift my frame of mind um, is that I would like to move my body every single day um, mm-hmm. or six days a week. I, I think either one of those could work. I could make a commitment for six days a week or every single day and, and look at it as a wider lens, but also not be afraid to have some of those days be quite challenging and others be, they don't all have to be the same. So I like the idea. I have liked three days a week of strength training. I would really like if instead of like, oh good, I don't have to go to the gym today. So I'll do nothing. It's like, oh, I'm not going to the gym today. So I'm going to go on a long walk or I'm mm-hmm. going to um, go to a yoga class with a friend. So I think my, my parents are like really, really fit and healthy, like almost it's like annoying. Um, but they both like in their probably, I mean, in their thirties and forties, just committed to like, they just exercise every single day and Mm -hmm. it's evolved of what it is, but that's what I would like to get to. And it doesn't, it's not for any kind of like training for anything. It's just like, I want to be the kind of person who moves my body every single day. I think it's the best for long-term health. So I think this was a good start. Um, but like I said, it still was a very two to three day a week mindset. And that's going to be a mindset shift for me. And I think uh, an important one in the next decade. Yeah. I think a, another lesson that I learned, have learned from this and am learning is that it's, it, it's really hard to make lots of big changes at once. So like doing a completely new kind of workout routine is a big enough change. I don't also need to add in a completely new sleep schedule. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, you know, like piling and compounding all of these factors on top of each other makes it so much harder. And when I look back and say, in the times I've had the most success sticking to things, it's been because they're things I could figure out how to fit into my life the way mm-hmm. it is. That's a really not good try point. to create a brand new life yeah. <laughs> to fit the thing. So yeah. that only works if you're really, really motivated to do that thing. Yeah. And most of the time, we just aren't. Yeah. Like just naturally motivated. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> well, well, I guess it's time. It's time. Did you yeah. work out today? No, you didn't. No, but I am going to go to yoga. <laughs> yeah. You're going to go to yoga. Yeah. And I went for a walk today. I tried to, oh, to go for, for a walk um, on the days we record because then the dog is a little more chill when we're recording. <laughs> well, and if it's, if it's not 40 degrees outside today, I will probably go for a walk with the dog as well. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. So, yes. Um, I did want to mention, so Mark, my brother-in-law is building a brand new gym. I don't know if any of you are in Kansas city, but if you are, um, it's in the crossroads neighborhood, downtown, I say downtown in the city of Kansas city, Missouri. Um, I got to see the building. It's being built out with a full gym. There's going to be like other kind of health focused um, retail in that space. Really cool. Like industrial old building. So check that out. If you are in the area, it'll be opening in early 2020. Um, and also if you are at all interested or have some friends and you're curious about this train heroic app and doing remote training, um, Mark does offer it. So I will toss his email in the show notes. Um, and it's, it's a great way. I think it's been a great way for us to like get oriented with weights again. Mm, and, yep. and, um, it's cool. Like the little videos, I really appreciate like I can just click it and watch it real quick. It's not a long video. It'll be like five seconds for how to do this. I'm like, oh, okay, I could do that. And it didn't really take me that long to learn how to use the app, even though I'm app averse. (laughs) So yeah, no, I've liked it a lot. So yeah, so we'll throw the info for that in the show notes or just email us hello at themomhour.com if you want us to connect you to Mark or ask us any questions about that. I think think we can all agree it's not any one system or app or trainer or program. It's much more about, like you said, Megan, kind of fitting it into your life. Yeah, it's been great. And I um, I hope people will do it and let us know how they like it and how it goes. If you can get yourself a little group together like I've got, it makes it even more fun. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so just a reminder that Aura is offering everyone an early Black Friday deal with a hefty 30% off your first purchase. Head to Aura.organic. There's no .com on the end. It's just O-R-A dot organic. And use the code MOMHOUR at checkout for 30% off. Then you can get the stuff I've been putting in my smoothies after my workouts. Um, Okay, everybody. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. As a reminder, when you share our podcast with a friend or on social media, it helps us so much. So thank you. Thank you for those who have been doing that. And we will be back with you in just a couple of days with a brand new Tuesday episode coming up this week. We'll talk to you then. 
Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi, everyone. Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us. And it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the mom hours show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the mom hour just above the play button. And then scroll all the way to the bottom and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.